The Book of Acts, Chapter 7 Then the high priest said, Is this statement true? And Stephen answered, My brothers and my fathers, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our forefather Abraham while he was in Mesopotamia, before he ever came to live in Charon, and said to him, Get thee out of thy land and from thy kindred, and come into a land which I shall show thee. That was how he came to leave the land of the Chaldeans and settle in Charon. And it was from there, after his father's death, that God moved him into this very land where you are living today. Yet God gave him no part of it as an inheritance, not a foot that he could call his own, yet promised that it should eventually belong to him and his descendants, even though at the time he had no descendant at all. And this is the way in which God spoke to him. He told him that the descendants should live as strangers in a foreign land, where they would become slaves and ill-treated for four hundred years. And the nation to which they shall be in bondage will I judge, said God, and after that shall they come forth and serve me in this place. Further, they gave him the agreement of circumcision, so that when Abraham became the father of Isaac, he circumcised him on the eighth day. Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of the twelve patriarchs, Then the patriarchs, in their jealousy of Joseph, sold him as a slave into Egypt. But God was with him, and saved him from all his troubles, and gave him favor and wisdom in the eyes of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh made him governor of Egypt, and put him in charge of his own entire household. Then came the famine over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, which caused great suffering. And our forefathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our forefathers out of their own country for the first time. It was on their second visit that Joseph was recognized by his brothers, and his ancestry became plain to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and invited to come and live with him his father and all his kinsmen, seventy-five people in all, and both he and our fathers ended their days there. After their death they were carried back to Sycam, and laid in the tomb which Abraham had bought with silver from the sons of Hemor and Sycam. But as the time drew near for the fulfillment of the promise which God had made to Abraham, our people grew and became more and more numerous in Egypt. But at last another king came to the Egyptian throne who knew nothing of Joseph. This man cleverly victimized our race. He treated our forefathers with cunning cruelty, forcing them to expose their infant children so that they should not survive. It was at this very time that Moses was born. He was a child of divine beauty, and for three months he was brought up in his father's house. And then when the time came for him to be abandoned, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. So Moses was trained in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and became not only an excellent speaker, but a man of action as well. Now when he was forty years old, the thought came into his mind that he should go and look into the condition of his own brothers, the sons of Israel. He saw one of them being unjustly treated, went to the rescue and avenged the man who had been ill-treated by striking down the Egyptian. He fully imagined that his brothers would understand that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not understand. Indeed, on the very next day he came upon two of them who were quarreling and urged them to make peace, saying, Men, you are brothers. What good can come from you injuring each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor pushed Moses aside, saying, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? At that retort, Moses fled and lived as an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. 
It was 40 years later in the desert of Mount Sinai that an angel appeared to him in the flames of a burning bush, and the sight filled Moses with wonder. As he approached to look at it more closely, the voice of the Lord spoke to him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and was afraid to look any more. But the Lord spoke to him and said, Loose thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people which is in Egypt, and have heard the groaning, and I am come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send thee into Egypt. So this Moses, whom they had rejected in the words, Who appointed you a ruler and judge? God sent to be both ruler and deliverer, with the help of the angel, who had appeared to him in the bush. This is the man who showed wonders and signs in Egypt and in the Red Sea. The man who had led them out of Egypt and was their leader in the desert for 40 years. He was Moses, the man who said to the sons of Israel, A prophet shall God raise up unto you from among your brethren, like unto me. In that assembly in the desert, this was the man who was the mediator between the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and our fathers. This was the man who received words, living words, which were to be given to us. And this was the man to whom our forefathers turned a deaf ear. They disregarded him, and in their hearts hankered after Egypt. They said to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. For as for this Moses who led us out of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. In those days they even made a calf, and they offered sacrifices to their idol. They rejoiced in the work of their own hands. So God turned away from them and left them to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of Prophets. Did ye offer unto me slain beasts and sacrifices forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? And ye took upon the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the god Rephron, the figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. There in the desert our forefather possessed the tabernacle of witness, made according to the pattern which Moses saw when God instructed him to build it. This tabernacle was handed down to our forefathers, and they bought it here when the Gentiles were defeated under Joshua, for God drove them out as our ancestors advanced. Here it stayed until the time of David. David won the approval of God and prayed that he might find a habitation for the God of Jacob, even though it was not he but Solomon who actually built a house for him. Yet of course the Most High does not live in man-made houses. As the prophet says, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is the footstool of my feet. What manner of house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You obstinate people, heathen in your thinking, heathen in the way you are listening to me now. It is always the same. You never fail to resist the Holy Spirit. Just as your fathers did so, are you doing now. Can you name a single prophet whom your fathers did not persecute? They killed the men who foretold the coming of the just one. And now in our own day, you have become his betrayers and his murderers. You are the men who have received the law of God by the hand of angels, and you are the men who have failed to keep it. These men stung them to fury, and they ground their teeth at him in rage. Stephen, filled through all his being with the Holy Spirit, looked steadily up into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus himself standing at his right hand. Look, he exclaimed, the heavens are opened and I can see the Son of Man standing at God's right hand. At this they put their fingers in their ears, 
yelling with fury, as one man they made a rush at him, and hustled him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses of the execution flung their clothes at the feet of the young man by the name of Saul. So they stoned Stephen while he called upon God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then on his knees he cried in ringing tones, Lord, forgive them for this sin. And with these words he fell into the sleep of death, while Saul gave silent assent to his execution. <laughs> 